Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg, and it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today, and it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. We have a great show for you tonight on being financially savvy in your spiritual world. But first, I want to give you the call-in phone number and give you some other information. We've been having some trouble with our phone number, so we have a different one this evening. And it's 714-583-6858. And I also wanted to talk with you about the other Show hosts, Anaya Joy Holili, whose show, show is on Fridays, USA time, 8 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. for Queensland time. And Annette McCoy show is aired on Tuesdays, USA, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And Wednesdays, 10 o'clock a.m., Queensland time. Anaya is running a show right now on the Ascended Masters series, and it's really pretty incredible. You should tune in and listen to it. You can also find Anaya, who is the show's radio's founder, the the founder of Angel Heart Radio at angellight777.com. And if you are interested in knowing more about me or working with me or my books, you can find me at bngoldberg.com. You can find my book, Are You Ready to Listen, God, at Amazon.com. And I'm so happy to say that Volume 2, God's Covenant, came out this past week, too. And you can find that on Amazon as well. So let's talk to you about Dorothy Hardin, who is um, an Esquire, a motivational speaker, peak performance coach, and life mastery strategist. And she's going to talk with you tonight to learn uh, how to gain financial awareness and be financially savvy, true to your highest and best self, and to help others. She'll give us insights into our money consciousness and money actions so we can take charge of our finances and get on the road to riches in our pocketbook and in your soul. I'm so happy to introduce Dorothy. She's a good friend of mine, and she's a wonderful coach. She's a, a, a wonderful life coach. So you're really getting something special here um, that you're not going to find other places to get all of this wisdom. So welcome, Dorothy. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. I'm so excited to be on your show again. Thank you so much for having me. 
And I am looking forward to having everyone become more financially savvy in their spiritual world. And uh, don't you think that a lot of people, uh, when they hear the word money, they think it's like a four-letter word. And it's like, uh, oh, my God, it's a taboo subject that people really don't want to even uh, talk about. They, like, break out in a sweat. They might, like, turn pink and get embarrassed. How about that? What do you think? Does that happen to, to people that you know, Deb? Oh, yeah, it happens to me. Oh, no. At times, at times it does happen to me, Um, you know, know. especially if I'm having, you know, some issues with, uh, you know, having to deal with whatever kind of finance that come up in different ways that it's always, um, it can be stressful at times. And then, you know, I question myself, okay, where does finance fit into spirituality? On one hand, I understand that it's, just an exchange of energy. And um, on another hand, you know, I still get caught up in my ego and my human side that starts to get frustrated um, and stressed about sometimes dealing with money. So I think this is a great topic. And I I know that there's a lot of other people out there that are really going to benefit from this topic because I know it's not just me. Oh, I know lots of people do. And especially uh, uh, people that are, are uh, leaders of the soul, leaders of the spirit. Uh, a lot of times uh, they think that they can't talk about money or be financially uh, independent or uh, financially savvy or strong because they think it's it's diametrically opposed to their spiritual nature or their spiritual or higher or higher calling. Uh, and I'm here to tell everybody that that's simply not the case, uh, and that you can be uh, completely open and full and free and and in perfect alignment with your purpose and still be very financially conscious and have a money consciousness and in actuality unless you have the money basis and the money consciousness you are not going to be able to go and fulfill your spiritual purpose or even achieve your highest and best self believe it or not well why not why don't you talk a little bit more more about what that actually means? Is why sure. is it so necessary? Well, if you think about it, uh, let's let's take uh, everyone's uh, you know preconceived notions about uh, about finances and, and being a spiritual person. Most of the time, people grow up with uh, preconceived notions about what it means uh, to be uh, rich or to be uh, financially aware or financially uh, independent. Uh, a lot of times, you know, let, let's just take a, a few examples with, with you and me. Uh, I'm going to use you as my little guinea pig. Is that okay, Deb? That's okay. just fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have you fill in a few blanks. Okay. And, and okay. people, anyone who's listening, I want you to do the same. Uh, you know, think back to what you were taught when you were uh, about money when you were growing up. Um, you know, what are your thoughts and beliefs? Uh, I mean, everyone's heard, you know, some of the sayings. Money doesn't. Want to fill in the blank for me, Deb? Money doesn't what? Oh, money doesn't. doesn't. Well, I know money doesn't make you happy. But okay, I know. doesn't make you happy. Right. How about money um, doesn't grow on trees? It doesn't grow on trees. Oh, trees. And, uh-huh. Yeah. I've actually have you heard done, that one? Oh, yeah. Money doesn't grow on trees. And that you have to work hard to get your money. Uh-huh. That it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. That... um you know, 
that you need port it and save it and not spend it and uh-huh. or I know my family my dad um, spent money like it was water and so Uh-oh. then I didn't I didn't learn what money consciousness was because uh-huh. I just saw him spend it that way in fact uh-huh. I have a first money memory where I must have been about five and my grandfather used to come and he would just pull money out of his wallet some cash for my sister and I and take us down to the the local candy store toy store, which was called Moe's. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and so, but Moe's looked like a library with all the books stacked, like up to the uh-huh. ceiling with toys. And I remember having this money in my hand and running around up and down the aisles being so overwhelmed because I didn't know how to fix something. I was five. I didn't know what things cost. And what was out there, like what was in this store, was just, it was like thousands of things you could pick from. And so I remember oh. my first memory being really overwhelming and not mm. knowing what to do and wanting somebody, I wanted my grandfather to make a decision for me because I couldn't do it. Ah. Very important. That's very interesting. Well, uh, uh, do you hear? I'm going to digress for a moment, and we're going to kind of come back to uh, some of the other points I wanted to make about money. But for your mindset, listen to how you you spoke about money. Uh, your very one of your first money memories uh, is a feeling of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it says you're so overwhelmed and that you it was really overwhelming. And then you also were looking outside yourself or someone else, an authority figure, to make the money decisions for you. Now, mm-hmm. uh, lots of people do the exact same thing, uh, and they've done that not only in their they, – they've learned that when they were a little, wee little tyke, and they've grown up to go and have that same money consciousness. So they will uh, go into their relationships or relation, their, even a relationship with themselves – how they handle money, and it's going to be quite natural to you to, to feel overwhelmed when you uh, go and approach money uh, situations or your finances or wealth. And it's also going to be very natural to you to want to go and have someone else, a, someone in a position of authority, so you think an expert or someone else handle the money for you. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's going to be your nat- – that's how you were taught, and that's one of your first – money memories now mm-hmm. and then you also have other memories that make it sound like it's, it's a scarcity mindset okay at the mm-hmm. same time you have to work hard for money you have to hoard it you got to save it and then you had a, an example of your father who who spent like a, a drunken sailor right mm-hmm. okay? he, spent yeah. it, he spent it like water spent it like water as those, those are your words spent it like water mm-hmm. and so you have a dichotomy where you had uh, you have these messages where you're supposed to be a saver, saver, and hoard it, and that you had your father going and spend it all the time. Okay? And then you had mm-hmm. to have your grandfather was the one who took the money out of his pocket and gave it to you. And you were so excited, you were running around thinking, oh, my gosh, I have all these decisions, and therefore I'm all, all overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be, you're going to be using these, these money memories as a way to, to give yourself awareness of how you think about money now. Okay. 
Uh, another another way of, of people think about money, another you know saying, you know another money memory, another famous one is, and you you should know this one, Debbie, especially uh, if you're uh, if you know your Bible. Money is the what? The root of all evil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Actually. Okay. Uh, I like to tell people, actually, it's not money is the root of all evil. If you look in the Bible, it's actually the love of money is the root of all evil. And if yeah. you think, ah, so it's not, the money itself is not uh, evil. It's when you think that and you become greedy and when you think that that is love and you equate love with money. The love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Mm-hmm. And money is very necessary. It's not evil. And I'm going to show you, and we're going to just have a discussion about why that's the case. Another money memory, you may, not, you may hear this one by your parents as well. I'm not made of. I'm not made of money. Right. I'm not made of money. What do you think I am? Rockefeller, this kind of thing. You know, and right. Yes, all of these these money memories all yeah. really focus us to what we've been taught. And we've mm-hmm. been taught that, that we've been taught a scarcity mindset. We've been mm-hmm. taught that there's only a limited supply and we've been taught that uh that we ha that money is something to be feared. Okay, and that mm-hmm. that's why we have these natural reactions. Now let's talk uh spirituality for a moment here. Now, when I mentioned about the, you know, how we always hear money is the root of all evil, and it's really the love of money is the root of all evil. And you also hear, you know, say the Sermon on the Mount, you know, it's only the, you know, the poor, they're going to go to heaven and the, you know, a rich man is, it, you know, it's going to be even harder for him. He has to go through, you know, the eye of a needle mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, you know, okay, for him to go to, to heaven. So we, uh, in, in, in the Judeo-Christian uh, you know, culture, we think, ah, that there's something uh, spiritual or, or higher or um, that you're a better person if you are poor. Okay, and you've seen this in, you know, monks and in nuns and all this. Other, this. Mm-hmm. However, how are you going to be able to go and fulfill your spiritual purpose if you have no money to do it? Okay. Mm-hmm. You need to have money. You need to have at least a basis to, in order to fulfill your purpose. You're not going to be able to go and fulfill your purpose. Certainly not in, in the in, in, and spread it to as many people as you can, unless you have a sufficient uh, financial foundation and uh, and background and and knowledge and and money upon which to do that. Uh, even churches, they, they pass around the collection plates. They get donations. They still have to go and, and make sure that there's money in the till to make sure that the that church lights are on. Or you know, if you want to go and, and spread a message to the world, you have to have enough money in order to do that, or you're not going to be able to get out of the gate. You're going to have a wonderful, you're going to have a wonderful idea but you're not going to be able to put it into action and you're certainly not going to be able to put it into action to the extent and to the degree that you want. Is that correct? Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's yeah. an excellent very point. True. Very excellent true. Point. Yes. Very, very true. Now I also pointed to the fact that, you know, uh, uh, remember I mentioned that it's not the, the, the love of money. It's the, actually the love of money. That's the root of all evil, not the <laughs> money itself. 
And we also have this other concept about, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We talked about that, too. I always mm-hmm. say, actually, you know what? Money does grow on trees. Paper money mm-hmm. certainly grows on trees because mm-hmm. paper money comes from trees. People right. don't think that. Oh, okay. So I hear it's not that money actually does grow on trees. Now, while we yeah. turn to Bitcoin. So we turn to bitcoins. We turn to more to a cashless society. Yeah, maybe it's, that's going to become more of a, of the case. But still, paper money does grow on trees. Okay, right, right. Okay, so you start thinking about these things now, and you look at these ideas. Is this idea actually true? Okay, we already said, hmm, it's not the, the it's not money is not the root of all evil, and money actually does grow on trees. And this other thing is, I'm not made of money, and actually, you are made of money. And people are like, what? What are you saying? I'm made of money. Yes, you're made of money. Because you. what do we do? We exchange our time for, for money. We get a job. We have value. Okay? That we mm-hmm. are value. Money is just an exchange of value. Yes, I am made of money. Because money is, is what I do. I have value for what I do. I am worth something. I am worth a lot more usually a lot more than I give myself credit for, okay? Mm-hmm. And when we start thinking uh, to ourselves and start really understanding our value, we become a long way. Look, look at what we've already talked about. We've talked about our money consciousness. We've thought, talked about, about some, our, very first, our very first ideas and, uh, and money memories, We've talked about how we think of money and how we typically think of it in terms of scarcity. We also are, are, need to, to see that we need to shift our mindset away from scarcity and towards abundance. It's very similar to what we do on a spiritual level. Okay? Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're actually shifting our mindset. I mean, how do you, how do you uh, get someone to become more spiritual then? What, what is one of the things that you do to get somebody to, to be more spiritual? Um, usually working on gratefulness or mm-hmm. understanding that they're much more than what meets the eye and that they're blessed mm-hmm. um, and that they are fully abundant. So getting them to really see who they are and what what they actually have what's what's surrounding them and uh-huh. um and to get into a gratefulness mindset uh-huh. and gratefulness is extremely important to be to having an abundant mindset and an abundant mindset toward money and being uh financially savvy when you in your spiritual world it's it's gratefulness is so so important because unless you're going to be grateful for what you have, you're not going to be blessed with more. And unless you mm-hmm. honor, unless you start honoring what you already have, you're not going to be blessed with more as well. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we start thinking, ah, oh, I need to be more grateful. Well, what does that really mean? Okay, I mean, I'm the very tell. Thank you, thank you. No, nothing like that. It means truly taking, stepping back, taking an assessment of where you really are now. And all that you have have got have been given to you, all that you've been blessed with, okay. And when mm-hmm. you know, I'm not talking about comparing yourself to a, a third world country or you know someone who's you know, who has no legs and this kind of thing, but really looking at yourself and seeing how much you truly have. Because I mean, we you know what we live in the United States. We live here, 
And we have so much that we just completely take for granted. You know that mm-hmm. as well as I. We sure. take for granted. We take for granted our freedom. We take for granted our ability to go and even just get into a car and drive. We, you know, we just think it all should be handed to us. I mean, we're, we, you know, we we live on more money than you know. What is it? I think it was like the 90 percent of the population of the world. And yet we mm-hmm. think that we are so, you know, we're entitled and that, and that we need more and more and more. We need to think and be, get in tune with ourselves and truly be, be grateful and meditate. Take some time and actually meditate and write a little list of all that you have to be, be blessed for uh, and all the many, many blessings in your life. And when you <laughs> contemplate that, and when you start meditating and sending that love out to the people that have given that to you or all the other many blessings that the people that are here, that helps you get in, in get connected with a wonderful gratefulness and a, an abundant mindset. It's very, very important, not only for your spiritual mm-hmm. life, but also for your financial life, too. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I do, and, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you also mentioned how you go and uh, and help people feel abundant, and and you help them uh, realize who they are and what they actually have. And when you start shifting it, not just spiritually, but also seeing what your worth truly is on a monetary level, that helps you realize that ah, I'm actually worth more than I may have given myself credit for. I've actually been settling, and I may not have been giving myself uh, the recognition or the abundance that I deserve. Mm-hmm. And, yes, and when we start thinking uh, and, start, and switching our mindset out of this, you know, woe is me, oh, I can't do that, and oh, this this money fear uh, consciousness, more toward an abundant consciousness, we start becoming more aligned, more aligned with the, 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 our own worth, our self-worth. Now our self-worth is not, does not equate uh, on a one-on-one basis to our net worth. However, you, when you start improving your self-confidence and improving your self-worth, oftentimes, I will tell you this, more often than not, your net worth will improve as well. And why do I say that? Because you start becoming more secure with yourself and you become uh, more self-confident and more able to go and ask for more because you know that you're worth it. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably something that is hard for a lot of people. And I know Mm -hmm. with myself, it's like, what is that number? What is my, what is the number that I ask for? What is my worth? And, and, you know, sometimes I struggle with what, what is that number um, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, how do I view myself like financially, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, you want to go and get a business plan together. For example, they say someone's starting off. Okay. And they, they just started with their business. They have no idea what to charge. Okay, uh, and they may try to. They may think that oh, uh, just because I started off uh, in this business, I should give a, you know put myself at a discounted rate. No, you're not on sale. Okay, and <laughs> just because just because you're new, just because you're new, 
at this doesn't mean that you're worth you, you're not worth as much. Okay. Granted, uh, usually someone who has a lot many many years, they may be may command top dollar. It's not so much the years as it is the results. Okay. Results mm-hmm. matter. Okay. Right. It's the results that really matter. Also, if you think, say you you uh, started this brand new business and you were in another profession, all those years of experience, those translate into your current uh, business and profession as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're starting from zero. You're not starting from scratch. Okay. You have a whole host of transferable skills and knowledge and wisdom that all come with it. You also will have, you know, a, a networking You'll have a, a network of people. You have skills that can go and translate. Now, one of the things I like to do with, with, uh, with women and, and men too, but mainly women, is to show them ways that they can go and, and generate additional money. I have a seminar uh, called Find the Diamonds Within You, Being Financially Fabulous at Any Age. And it's a wonderful program about financial literacy. And it helps women go and learn not just basics, of financial literacy it does it in a fun fabulous manner it's fun it's a party you learn it's 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 eye-opening i've had women cry i've had women laugh uh you go and you go there and you learn not only about financial literacy but you learn about yourself okay and what that one of the things that i like doing is showing women that they have sold themselves short Many times, many times they're selling themselves short, and they have other alternative avenues and and uh, methods or additional vehicles of money that they can draw upon. And you know, there are other income sources that they have not even tapped into or may not even have thought of that they should be pursuing or adding on or maybe going in another, in another direction or trying it. Now, one of the best things... Uh, to do to go and be financially savvy in your spiritual world is to make sure one of the things we, you've heard this uh, it, uh, investing too, it's don't put all your eggs in one basket. And so what you should do is have multiple sources of income. You shouldn't just have one source that you're going to rely upon uh, for all your income. Now about 96% of the world, what do we do? We traded our time for money. Okay. Right. And we go to a job. We go to the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it's no secret that about, ooh, about uh, three to four percent of the world's population makes about ninety-six percent of the of the world's wealth. And the reverse, mm-hmm. reverse is true. Okay. And so if you think about it, okay, you have everyone going to have a job. They're going to a job. They trade their time for money, and they're not they're they're not the ones who are collecting all the wealth. So you got to change the way you think about money and wealth. I'd be like, okay, I kept thinking I have to go to the job. Hmm, not exactly. There are ways that you can go and have multiple sources of income in addition in addition to a job. Okay, but that you need to go and do that to go and build your wealth. And then you also have, you know, you have the financial advisors, and a lot of times financial advisors. I, I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, they tend to uh, line their pockets and take the money out of your pocket, or they start talking in a bunch of gibberish, and you can't even understand it, and you should be the one who should be in charge of your own money and not put it in the hands of a so-called expert. Okay? Right. So, okay. Yes. 
Yes, yes. So a lot of people, they think that if all they have to do is go and talk to a, a financial counselor or a CPA or a broker or a stockbroker or all these other people with all the alphabet soup behind their names, and they're going to go right. automatically make money. And those financial advisors, almost all of them, do not have and do not put, I'm not saying that they're all bad, but most of them do not put your interests above theirs. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're, and they're, they're, legally, they're not required to. Believe it or not, they're not required to go and do that, uh, and uh, unless you are in a specific category. But uh, you know, I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of, uh, of financial mumbo jumbo here. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, for the you should have enough financial knowledge under your belt to be able to have a financial conversation with any expert, uh, and so you know and you understand what that expert is trying to to, to put uh, you know trying to sell you. Uh, and what the fees are going to cost, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, right. a lot of times they'll put they'll put you in vehicles, and then the next thing you know, oh, your money is gone, and you know they're the ones who got the commission, and you don't don't have any return on your investment. And it happens sure. to everybody. It happens to everybody. Sure. sure. Everybody. So hey, let's take a minute just to give the phone number again in case we want sure. somebody wants to call in. It's 714-583-6858, 714-583-6858. And what I was thinking while you were talking is, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a woman, like mm-hmm. I was not trained in finances. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes when I start to look at maybe stocks or anything like that, mm-hmm. it just seems so foreign and then it seems scary and mm-hmm. then, you know, right away, I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I don't even want to go there because it seems so um, difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. And and that's part of probably my um, my own beginning mem- memory of money, that it was overwhelming. I need somebody else to make decisions for me. And mm-hmm. And I do that with my husband, too, who actually manages money really well. So, um, but I know that I'm not alone as a female of having not really getting the same training that men might have mm-hmm. had. Um, yeah. Not all men, because not all men have been trained well financially, but mm-hmm. um, that it is how important it is to really start getting involved in um, learning more about mm-hmm. finances as a female. Yes. Yes, it's very important. And a, a mm-hmm. lot of times uh, a lot of times you have women um they think that it's boring, okay? And they don't mm-hmm. understand uh you know the the not only the need for it that it does but it, that it doesn't have to be boring. And you know mm-hmm. that that's one of the things that I love doing about the uh, teaching about the finances is that it doesn't have to be boring. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can learn concepts and thing and and actually turn this into fun. Okay, believe it or not, it, I can make I make it fun, and people can't believe it. I say, yeah, it's fun. I I, I bet you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I bet you do. Do you yes. um? Yes. Are you offering offering one of those trainings that you can give Pete the audience so that they know? Uh, well, what I will do for your audience is that I'm gonna give them a, two things. One, if they uh, call in and mention this show called uh, Go Get Them Girls, uh, you can just send an email to hardencreativeenterprises at gmail.com or, just, or go to 
uh, gogetemgirls.com or give me a call at 305-290-2244. And if they call and mention this show, I will give them a free half an hour coaching on uh, finances or even if they want a life uh, a life coaching session, I'll give them a free one half hour coaching session. Uh, the other thing awesome. that I, I, will be, I will do is that I am in the process of having another one of my uh, Find the Diamonds Within You seminars. And if they are interested in that, it's going to be uh, in the uh, South Florida area. I will have it either in Key Largo or in the Homestead area. And if they're interested in that, please let me know. Uh, and I will give them also a discount uh, on that uh, seminar as well. So just make sure they mention mention this uh, this program. And I will, like I said, mm-hmm. have free half an hour uh, coaching session or they will be getting a discount. I will give them a two-for-one discount uh, to the Find the Diamonds Within You uh, seminar. Okay? That's awesome. Yeah. uh, And you just mentioned that Deb, I heard you on Deb's program. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is just Thank you. Now, I I will tell you this. Now, you mentioned how you you thought that, you know, women – uh, especially have uh, issues with uh, with finances and you and you do yourself, but uh, I I have uh, come up with a list that I call the unlucky thirteen, and that unlucky thirteen are the reasons that most women uh, come up with why they don't want to be financially fabulous and why they don't want to be financially savvy, uh, and I'm going to actually add maybe another one for this program, but I'm going to first give you the unlucky thirteen. Okay. okay. Unlucky thirteen. Here we go. Unlucky thirteen. Here's one. It's self, it, and this also uh, applies to our own self worth. Okay, and why we think we think that we don't deserve what we're worth. Okay, and women, they go and, and women suffer from this greatly uh, in all areas of their lives, not just in their finances, but the, it usually shows up pretty profoundly in their finances. Number one, it's selfish for me to want this. Uh-huh. Heard this before? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone's heard that one. Selfish. Yeah. Number two, I can't ask for that. I can't do that. Okay. Mm. There's no way for them to go do it. I can't do it. And like say, I can't ask for more money. I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. Number three, here's a here's a big one. People will think that I'm strange or weird. People won't like me. Okay? Wow. That's, if you think that you're asking for, you know, for money or, or talking about money. Here's another, here's a big one. My family, I can even say my husband, my boyfriend, our partner will not approve. That's number four. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah. Here's another one. Number five, I would feel guilty. The guilt will consume me. Wow. That's a big one. And number six, you know, here's why I don't want to, to, to learn about finances. I don't have time. I have too many commitments and I have no help. Okay. <laughs> Yep. That's a big one. Okay. Here's another one. Number seven, I would have to change. It's too much effort, and that's too much work. Wow. Okay. That's a big one. Ah, here's another one. Number eight, I'm not smart enough. Mm. That's a big one. People think that they're not smart enough to learn. And it has nothing to do with your has nothing to do with your intelligence. Okay. Uh, now yeah. here, here's learning about learning about finances. Number nine. It costs too much, and I can't afford it. Okay, and that one—that one is the reason why you need it. You're like, oh my god, I can't afford it. Well, 
guess what? And people say, oh, you know, and it, it also goes back to, you know, the, uh, you know, money is the root of all evil and all these you know, people are bad if they if they have money. And when people say that, usually you want to know who they are. They're the ones that have no money. And they wonder why. Oh, right. Right. OK. Yes. OK. Here's another one. Number 10. My health is too bad. Okay. There's number 11. I'm too old. Okay, that's the old, you can't teach, teach old dogs new tricks, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. People think, oh, it's too late. Number 12, I'm afraid. I'm scared. I get anxious just thinking about it. <gasps> oh, my gosh, I don't know what would happen. Okay, that's number 12. Oh, you think about that. Mm. Here's wow. number 13. Number 13, other people get to achieve their dreams, but not me. Oh, think that they do that. People look and they see that other people get to go and do it. They think that they can't do it themselves. They wow. think that, they're, that they, they're not valuable enough that they can do it. Now, I'm going to probably add number 14. Number 14 needs to be for this program. Uh, let's see how I think that it should be I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual and I can't be financially let's see Financially strong at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I think we're gonna add, we're adding a new one just for this program. So we're yeah. gonna call it the unlucky the unlucky fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's quite the, the list. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the list. And mm-hmm. I mean, and you need to think. You and your listeners need to think. You know, how many of those do you say to yourself? How many do, mm-hmm. those do you hear? You hear yourself say those to yourself or to others. How many times do you do you listen to people talking, and and you overhear them say that? They say right. that all the time. Mm-hmm. They say it all the time, and every single one of those things are excuses. They're all excuses, and they all all boil down to one thing. And you know it. It's the same thing that you go and and help your clients become more spiritual and more higher and more. And tap into their higher and best selves, and that's fear. It really mm-hmm. all boils down to fear. You know, we have fear of money, we have fear of finances, we have fear of stretching and growing and learning and doing and trying something new. Why we have fear? We have fear we're going to be rejected. We have fear we're going to look stupid. We have fear that people mm-hmm. are not going to like us. We have fear that we're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Very true. that's. That's very, very true. And when you start realizing that you do have value uh, and that you have been selling yourself short, that's one of the first breakthroughs that you need to become more financially savvy and and realize that, you know, you don't have to be a, a martyr, a spiritual or financial martyr to go and engage the world and go and spread your message of being a more spiritual person. They're not mutually exclusive. Isn't that true? Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Um, and not being a spiritual martyr, a financial martyr, you know, that, uh-huh. yeah, that's a, a great term of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yes. uh, really something to dig deeper inside yeah. and look at these mm-hmm. things and what we say to ourselves mm-hmm. that create um, the struggle. Yes. It's all fear. Just like you said, mm-hmm. it's all fear. 
it's fear. And, you know, so like, take us go back and take my example about the person who just started off and they don't know how to, how to go in and set their price point. Okay. The price point, they don't know what they're <laughs> going to charge people. Uh, they should charge. I mean, for, I would obviously talk to somebody and get, get an idea about what they uh, do. And, you know, and if, and if it's justified, I would say, why don't you double your, your rate? Okay, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't do that. My clients are not going to go. Well, then if you're going to be concerned about that, double your rate for your new clients and see what people say. Some people are going to say no. Okay, well, so some people are going to say no. Other people mm-hmm. are going to know that you are – that. understand this. People usually don't value that which they don't pay for. I'm going to say that again. People usually don't value that which they don't pay for. In other words, okay. they pay you nothing – they're not going to value it. It's like the air you breathe, the water, anything that's free, people are not going to go and value. Mm-hmm. Okay. You right. put a price tag on it, and they're going to all of a sudden say, hmm, well, somebody thinks that, that this is uh, a value. Now, mm-hmm. when I was starting off, I'm going to take my, myself as an example, being a lawyer. And when I started off, I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to go charge people? Okay. I would go and see around, you know, and go check around, see what other people were charging. And I'm like, why am I asking what other people are charging? I should charge and set the price to what I think I'm worth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, yes, sometimes you get people that are going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's too expensive. But you know what? You're not going to you're not going to going to be happy working for them. If you're not getting compensated and being paid for what you're worth, okay? Right. That's a huge point. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be happy. Right? So you feel like you're no. being undervalued. I'd be undervalued. And then you're going to be overworked. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that women are notorious for. We're underworked mm-hmm. and we're overpaid. I uh, underpaid. And, uh, you know, here we have, you know, in the uh, – in the U.S., for example, we have one in three uh, U.S. working women are at or near the poverty line. I mean, what's that? You have about 40% of U.S. households are, he- are headed by a, a woman who is their primary breadwinner, and we, yet we still earn less than men. We mm-hmm. still have a 20, $0.21 cent difference mm-hmm. that men make a dollar and we make $0.21 cents less on average. Yeah. Now it mm-hmm. yeah, and now in the in South Florida and in Florida for that matter, the the, the figures, thank God, are better. Okay. Usually I think we okay. have about uh between 9 to uh, 9 to 11 cents more than the national average. And I don't I'm not quite sure what to attribute that to. Maybe it's the sunshine and the women are are a little more uh funky. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. But we still we still need to go and 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 uh, increase or decrease that gap okay we still have a ways to go and i don't understand how come why why should we go and do uh, work harder and get paid less who's the stupid ones right who are the stupid that's stupidity that's being stupid that and and it's not being stupid when you're going to go and ask for what you're worth that's not being stupid (laughs) that's being smart okay Mm mm-hmm Okay, and uh, that's a whole other story is negotiating for your your uh, for what you're worth. That's a whole other topic. We could talk about that another <laughs> another <laughs> okay. time. Another yeah. time in negotiating for what you're worth. And a lot of times, you know, for I'll just I'll just touch upon this briefly. Women do not know how to negotiate. They're afraid of mm-hmm. that too. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid to go in and say, you know, what they're worth. And, and they're, and, you know, sometimes people, you know, they, you might start off with, you know, I want to charge $500 an hour and they may draw you back or you may want to charge a flat fee. I'm going to charge, you know, $5,000 for this project or 10,000 or whatever it is. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes people want to negotiate, but you have to be able to, to, to go and do the back and forth and realize that that is uh, being what a good businesswoman, being a good a business person, being a good financial, uh, financially savvy person is all about too. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, one one of the things I do uh, recommend to to women especially is to start off small. Okay, for negotiating, if you're going to start negotiating, you know, once you go to a, a flea market and just start negotiating over something small, you're going to get okay. used to it. You're going to get used to it. You'll be like, oh, okay. Right. You walk into a store and people are going to say, you know, you just say, in, in the, you hear the beautiful keys, you can do it all the time. You go to a, an outdoor market and you say, okay, is that your best price? Can you do, me, can you do mm-hmm. something better for me? Can you do, mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Can you do something better for me? Okay. And you, mm-hmm. give them, you give them a price. I'm going to give you a real short, short, uh, short negotiation tip here. Give them a price and you've got to be able to walk away. That's one of the keys to negotiating. Okay. Uh-huh. You've got to you've got to be able to walk away. Okay? Because when you can, when you walk away, usually they sweeten the deal. Mhm. Okay? So okay. psychology, using uh-huh. some psychology yes. there too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. What I like to do is is use some practical psychology. That's what a lot of this is. Uh you know, a lot of times we have, you know, theories of how the world's supposed to work and how finances are supposed to work. But unless you start putting everything into practice, all that's all it is is just theories. You have to go and start uh, and learn, but then you've got to start doing. And it's that key, that trick, that, that conversion from theory to practice, that's where the beauty starts. That's where you become financially savvy, and that's where you, where you start on the path of being more independent, of being more confident, and of being more able to go and control your own destiny. Well, that so, sounds fabulous. Yes, yes. That sounds, so, you know, so I think glad. a lot of women can use, you know, all of those tips to um, learning how to um, – how to go through their life and feel confident yeah. in their yeah. skills uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn the hard way. I learned uh, by uh, losing a lot of money, uh, by being in a position where uh, I had a, a top job at one of the world's largest law firms, and I left it, and I went into a relationship that was an abusive relationship, and I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes. And then I had on top of that, uh, I had a, a health situation and here I had, I had a, a massive tumor and I had to go and deal with that without health insurance, without oh the ability to, yeah, without the ability to go in and have money. And I learned the hard way about, about the need, the need to have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need, if you think that if you're all, if everything's going to be you know rainbows and sunshine, it's not going to be all rainbows and sunshine unless you have the ability to go and and uh, have the the foundation to go and look at the rainbow and look at the sunshine, and to be able to appreciate it and to make sure that you have the ability to go and uh, appreciate all of that all the blessings that uh, you've been given. Uh, and but you do need to have a basis 
Otherwise, you're going to be in a really, really sad state, a really bad state. I don't want to have I don't want to have people or women or or others have to go through what I had to go through. They should they should not do it. And I after learning um, and teaching a lot of this. Uh, you know, myself, even though I had an economics minor and, and all, all these, you know, JD and all this other, you know, jazz, uh, mm-hmm. you still need to learn financial uh, literacy and how to go and put uh, these concepts into practice. Okay? You really do. Yeah. Very, very, very important. Yeah. Very well, important. like I can see how passionate you are about and really caring about you know, wanting to help women to um, to accomplish these things, just you know, from your own growth. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I just think that is um, a commendable thing to do, uh, is because it's something that's very needed. Um, and you know, this just this whole lineage for uh, females that mm-hmm. money just was, you know, was was something meant. And um, or sure. they, for, you know, go back far enough and met, women didn't work. Um, so they were not taking care of They weren't taking a part in the household finances um, mm-hmm. because that's just not something they were privy to. Mm-hmm. Or felt that true. they could, you know, or felt that they could um, manage it well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so there's a there's a whole female lineage of like healing all of this stuff, yes, all of these definitely. belief systems, because you know it is all energetic belief systems uh, that have been passed down generation after generation. Very true. Very and true. And it's, it's hard to believe it's 2017 and we're still talking <laughs> about this. Well, but, it, it it is very shocking, but you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. But we have made mm-hmm. we have made strides, and we have, oh, yeah. we have although we have further to go, we can definitely do it, and uh, and we should be able to, uh, like I said, we should be able to be paid a full dollar for a full a full dollar's worth of work. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, I'd like to share with your, your listeners here, if I may, is some mm-hmm. of the, the top things that uh, that women do. And people do these, that's not just men and women, do these things that are going to go and uh, really sabotage your financial uh, future. And uh, and it's, these items are something that we should be thinking about when we, when we think about ourselves as both spiritual and financially uh, blessed creatures. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna think, these are some of the things that we do to go and to sabotage ourselves uh, when it, in terms of being, uh, having a wealth mindset or a more abundant mindset. Uh, we, we have to wait for it to be perfect. We wait for perfect conditions. Okay. That's one of the items that we do. Uh, okay. We avoid disappointment. Okay. So we're afraid to go and, uh, and learn about finances or put every, our financial knowledge into practice because we're afraid of being disappointed. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't create a deliberate and inspiring vision of what we want uh, in terms of our wealth. Okay. This one's a big mm-hmm. one. We have lone wolf syndrome and we try to do everything by ourselves. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's very big. We stop, we fail to stay focused. In other words, we lose, we lose the attention to detail. Uh, we we lose our uh, attention and our focus on what our goals are going to be. Okay, 
Uh, okay. Number six, we lack a long-term perspective. Okay. We we look mm-hmm. think of things in the short term and we fail to to look at the big picture. Okay. Right. Number seven. Number seven is our environment. Another environment with who we choose to spend our time with. In other words, we just do everything by default. And we just whoever right. shows up is who we spend our time with. And this is very important for money because you know if you go and and hang around people that know uh, that are wealthy or that have a, an abundant mindset. You, a little bit's going to rub off on you. You're going to be able to put some of this into action, and you're going to be in a position and in an environment where you're going to have more opportunities. So this is very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, doing this, doing everything like everyone else is doing. In other words, doing the same thing that everybody mm-hmm. else is doing. Okay. Remember the 96% of people. If you're going to do everything that they're going to be doing, you're probably not going to get wealthy. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Number nine, working too hard. Okay. Now, it's important to work hard, but when you work too hard, that burns yourself out, and then you're not going to be able to go and and achieve any kind of wealth. And by wealth, it's not just a monetary kind. Any kind of goals or wealth in your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number ten, and this is very important. If you don't have a burning desire, okay. You need to have a burning desire to learn about your finances, and, and you have to have a strong enough why. Okay, for me, okay. for example, my my why was I didn't want to go and, and have to go through a go through a major surgery and have a massive tumor removed from me, uh, and have to face that with no health insurance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eleven. Not making clear decisions. In other words, decision making. Very, very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number twelve. You think if you think competitively instead of a cooperatively or a, in an abundant uh, nature. In other words, if you're looking at everyone at their like they're the competition instead of being more of a cooperative and more uh, an abundant. In other words, mm-hmm. there's a there's a pie. You want to expand the pie, and there's enough pie for everybody. Okay? If you start right. thinking that way, instead of being competitive, if you're competitive, you're being scarce. Okay? Mm-hmm. okay. They don't create a system that works for them. In other words, they don't have a financial system that works for them. They don't put it into, into practice. Number 14, they don't believe in themselves. Very important. That's, that's a, extremely important. They don't believe in themselves. They don't have the self-confidence. They're not going to go and be able to to go and put into action and the the uh, mindset and the ideas that they need to, uh, and uh, they also uh, number fifteen they program their mind negatively, mm-hmm. and that's some, that's a biggie. They have all these negative uh, negative scarce scarce uh, mindset negative programming that just invades your thoughts, and so you may try to go and, and implement a financial regime, and then all of a sudden you're going to have all these things. Oh my God, it's going to work. Oh my God, I'm going to be poor. Oh my God, I can't do this. Blah, and you get bombarded uh-huh. by all the negative thoughts, and then you get scared and you turn around and you go back and scamper off, and then you just go and sabotage what you're thinking. Okay. Uh, and then for the last, the last two, they think that investing in yourself is a waste of time and money, and most wow. important, they lack the knowledge that's essential to their uh, financial. A future, so mm-hmm. and the and lacking the knowledge that is so easily overcome, 
And a lot of these things, uh, if you work with uh, a good uh, life or business coach, you can go and overcome these. Uh, if you have any of your uh, your listeners, like I mentioned, are interested in uh, in a free half hour session, please call uh, 305-290-2244 or go to go get em girls g o g e t e m g i r l s dot com or go check us out on uh, on Facebook uh, or just send me shoot me an email at hardencreativeenterprises at gmail dot com and I'm happy to go get something set up for you so you can go and and uh, be on your financial future and get be on your merry way and get you going into a, into a brave, new, wonderful future and destiny. How exciting. What a gracious offer. And, and I'm so glad you did. You gave everybody all that information. Believe it or not, we're down to three minutes and seconds. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got everything in. <laughs> well, you did, and those are two amazing lists of uh, the things that really get in the way with moving forward um, Mm -hmm. and really stepping into financial abundance. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it is, and these are normal things. These are very common, but if you want to go forward, it's really important that, you know, everybody starts working on them. And Mm -hmm. uh, because I know that I'm, this is something that I work on too, uh, because I can very easily get caught in the traps of some of these thinkings, um, some mm-hmm. of the belief systems of um, what you should and shouldn't do or what's right or what wrong or uh, how much. And um, rather than just having an abundant mindset of, you know, I can do this and I'm worthy and I'm I'm of a value, I'm bringing value to uh, mm-hmm. something that I'm doing. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. So if there's anything Another else that, you want to, yeah, go well, ahead. I, I would, I would like to leave this, leave your listeners with this, uh, in order to, um, have an abundant mindset, you have to be abundant and you have to be abundant towards others. And it's important to do that. Now, what that means is that you shouldn't be scarce. Now I don't mean being frivolous. I'm not being frivolous. But you do have to go and sow, you have to sow enough seeds and you have to start and be the change that you want to see in your own financial world and even in your own spiritual world. You got to start with yourself. Okay. And it's a circle. You start with your circle and you, you change yourself and you're going to go and have an impact on others. And you need to make sure that you sow enough seeds and you help other, and bring other people along and you provide value, actually more value then you think that you're, you're giving. That's the only way to become rich is to provide more value than you're giving. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, and you're getting, I should say, more value than you're yeah. getting back. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you go, need to go and provide more value than you're getting back, and you're going to be, be wealthy beyond your, your comprehension. Really. I, I love that. That's a, a great way to look at things. It's mm-hmm. it's just fabulous to, that that in itself that one statement is you know give more value than what you're getting yes. yeah yes. that's but terrific well thank you that. Dorothy for giving us more value than you're getting oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh damn I love being on this show it's a it's a lo- it's a wonderful show you know you you have a beautiful spiritual heart and you are a giver. 
you have a giver and you know you help people and in order for you to to go and achieve your purpose part of that purpose is to make sure that everyone is on a firm financial foundation and that they have the the foundation that is so critical in order to achieve their wonderful spiritual purpose and to bring out the best and the most beautiful parts of everyone. So thank Aww. you. Thank you so much for having me. Aww, and I appreciate so it. And I would love to be on again. So maybe we can talk uh, yes. about negotiation or something else. Another yes. topic that the women or that your wonderful listeners need. So I'm going to turn yes. it on over to you there, yes. Deb. Well, thank you so much. And I think you're scheduled again for um, August sometime. So awesome. maybe we can plan it for that. And awesome. thank you again so much. You're, it's so great to have you as part of our team, and that the, brings so much to the listeners that they don't get on an everyday uh, basis. Um, so thanks again, Dorothy. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Okay. And I just want to say, when in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You're being listened to and heard throughout the universe, and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven. I love you, and God bless you, and have a wonderful evening. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.